Hey, everybody. I'm Jesse Batend here with the final episode of Fast Pitch. And joining me is our resident SVP coach, Jason Elk. Thanks for having me. Welcome to Fast Pitch 2018. The turnout was pretty incredible. How did this stack up versus uh, previous years? It felt like we had more energy than ever before. I mean, all three have been awesome and all three have met or exceeded our expectations. So it's really hard to remember. I mean, I remember last year feeling like, wow, this is amazing. This is so much better. And then feeling that way again this year. As you walk in, you see booths set up for each of the competitors. There are people from their staffs on hand kind of introducing the mission. Each organization has been assigned a QR code, um, which actually links to their donation page on their website. So please visit these organizations, learn about the good work they do, learn, get to know these people, and give them some money. This is a room full of people who are either in this world or interested in this world or, you know, just genuinely care about Chicago. And so it's a great opportunity for them to meet new potential investors, to make connections. Um, that was really cool to see. And the buzz, I think part of the trouble getting started was that there was, there was money in the air, there was opportunity in the air, you know, whether you were still in the contest or not. The man in the blue suit just took a Reese's and did not take a pamphlet. Also ran into our Democratic nominee for Cook County Assessor, Mr. Fritz Kagi. This is my first time at, even though I've been a partner for several years, it's my first time here at Fast Pitch and it's great. What a great collective effort here. You think about all the amount of hours that everyone put into it to create this, and it's a really great uh, showcase. Oh, yeah, Fritz. Uh, who, yeah. who was in attendance. Yeah, so he was. Really cool. He was. I mean, he's a, been an SVP partner. Yeah, so like literally politicians are in the room. I'm curious, can you give us a quick rundown on the prizes, sort of what's at stake? Every presenter will win at least $1,000 in cash prizes tonight. So there are a number of prizes. I mean, there is a $10,000 prize, uh, which I guess we'll call the top prize from the judges. There was a $7,500 prize given for uh, the voting by the coaches uh, that have been with the process the whole time. Uh, there is a $5,000 prize given by the audience. And they're like voting in on uh, online? Right, we had a, a system set up that was pretty quick, Work, worked well, we were a little nervous, but worked <laughs> well, uh, to pull in votes, uh, one from every person via their mobile device. And yeah, it felt like American Idol or yeah, something. Yeah, it, 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 cool. it did. It was, it, was <laughs> neat to, it was neat to see, right? I had no idea well, who was going to win uh, when we finished the eight pitches. At that point, the competition begins. Who is excited? That sucks. Who is excited? Yes! I have been waiting for this night. So kick us off here. Who, who started off the night? So Mike went first. Mike uh, from yeah. Code Now. So our first presenter is Mike McGee, Managing Director of Code Now. Mike, Mike goes up. He starts out. Right away, right at the very beginning, he gets a laugh. I have to say, though, the SCP steering committee, they get to use notes every time they come up here. And then we have to do it, you know, it's okay. 
Thank you, no, thank you so much. Yeah, he made fun but, of he made fun of uh, the rest of us, the the SVP folks, <laughs> for having notes uh, when we were speaking, uh, uh, and, and he's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a great joke. That just speaks to his his ability to kind of like level set the room mm-hmm. and just kind of take the tension out of the air a little bit. It did. I believe that there's ten thousand Steve Jobs on the South Side right now, twenty thousand Oprahs on the West Side. But instead of building the iPhone 20, they're going to be improving our schools, eliminating food deserts, and building a better Chicago uh, in ways that we can't imagine. I think Mike, from the beginning, uh, I felt like he could walk into any room and win somebody over. And I think he did that again tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I speculated when I saw it, it probably wasn't enough to win. Chicago is a place where dreams turn into reality. We redesigned the modern city. We built the first skyscraper and cell phone. And if that wasn't enough, we even reversed a river. (laughs) And while every Chicagoan can dream, not all of us have the same opportunities to make them real, especially our young people on the south and west sides of the city. Look, look, they're all so good, you're going to need standing ovation to win. You have to have that moment that makes people cry or stand on their feet or scream at the top of their lungs when you're up against seven other phenomenal people. The judges clearly loved him. Uh, First, just thanks. Um, I thought you did a phenomenal job presenting your passion and and why Code Now is really an awesome organization and one that I think um, when you step back and think about all the challenges we face in the world today, I really do think in Chicago in particular, if we can accelerate kids' passion about technology, create more STEM opportunities, that that's going to be an accelerator of innovation. It's going to help all our lives be better. And so you're right at the center of that. And the fact that you're linking it to not just skills, but mentoring kids to be successful um, is phenomenal. So I just want to say thanks. Great job. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yep. Next up was Bernard Cherkasov with Cradles to Crayons. Uh, this organization, of course, if you've been following the show, they uh, donate boxes to underserved kids. Um, that includes both clothes, educational uh, material, toys, and the big differentiator is this handwritten note, um, which is intended to kind of show the personal connection to the child and show them they really On care. the first day of kindergarten, Trinity is six years old. All the kids are sitting on, in a circle on the rug, staring at their brand new teacher, except for Trinity. She wiggled, she jiggled, paying no attention and disrupting her friends. By mid-morning, she asked to go to the bathroom, and she said to her teacher, can you help me put up my pants? My mommy usually has me push in my tummy so she can pull them up and zip them. Turns out, her pants were so tight that they hurt her, preventing her from being able to sit still, to listen, and to learn. You kind of like just feel how much he cares about this, and he was very practiced. He, he looked great. Um, I'm curious what you thought. I, I love Bernard, and I love, I love this pitch. We've heard it, what, four times? In Chicago, every third child is like Trinity, living in poverty and homelessness. That's 187,000 children aged 12 and under. I think there's something really compelling about telling someone else's story and then doing what he does and tying mm-hmm. it into himself uh, there's something, maybe it's sort of a psychological element, but I think there's something really neat about the fact that he sets 
himself aside until the end. I totally agree. Growing up in Azerbaijan, I remember being a kid like Trinity, being nine years old and receiving a box with a coat and a pair of boots. We didn't know where it came from, but it came in the right season, in the right size, just for me. I mattered. I also thought, I had in my notes that did he run out of time? There was something that wasn't quite right about the finish, and mm-hmm. um, I also thought he seemed nervous a little bit to me. A little bit, yeah. I mean, everybody's nervous, right? But sure. it came off a little bit in his presentation. We've seen him do this well before. For me, it wasn't his best night, and so I came away from this one also feeling like, man, he's probably not going to win. Thank you for a, for a great presentation. I think what you painted a very powerful picture. I was thinking about Trinity the whole time you were talking, and I'll be thinking about her when I go home. So thank you for really, really bringing that home and bringing that to life for me. What's so simple but incredibly powerful about your idea is this idea of human connection, and it's, I, I think people don't understand how far that can actually yeah. um, you know, take, particularly children in poverty. So um, really inspiring. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, Bernard. Next up was Nina with LEAP. So LEAP is the organization that works um, to empower language um, in young people. They have speech pathologists. And they. Uh, she told the story a number of different ways. But she told this story about babies and sort of like seeing parents interacting with children's faces or people interacting with babies' faces and kind of having that moment of understanding that Everything is communication. Have you ever played peekaboo with an adorable baby in an elevator or greeted a toddler at the grocery store with a silly voice you didn't know you were capable of making? These small moments of everyday engagement and conversation with a baby build language connections in that baby's brain. That really worked with the judges. She got a a, a giggle of joy from the audience, basically. Yeah, I mean, she... So to start, she came out full of energy. I think she's naturally uh, just a really positive, energetic person, but more so than we've ever seen before. She got up on that stage ready to win it. I mean, she I could feel it. It was the first note that I made. The higher language demands of academic and business settings are often not explicitly addressed in high school curricula. We have taught thousands of high schoolers the language skills necessary to engage in academic discussions, self-advocacy, and interviewing. I don't know if she had um, a larger turnout to support her, but if I remember right, at the end, there was this huge, loud applause. I invite you to join LEAP in empowering the next generation through language. I think from her crew. I mean, I think she did a great job. No, a hundred percent. I wrote down like, does she have some fans in the audience? Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, That's she wonderful. It. Yeah, she came out in a way that we have not necessarily seen her before. Correct. Awesome job. Fantastic. Um, loved how you really have honed in on the importance of your work, the need of your work. Um, loved the, the kind of demonstrate the expertise of your team and kind of the rigor of your model. Um, uh, love kind of the, the evidence that you share with us really kind of kind of really reinforce what you're all about, what you do, the impact. Um, and just also really loved your presence and your energy on stage. You know, you. Super sharp and professional. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
So number four, we're we're approaching halfway here. Our fourth contestant uh, was Kathy Ragnar with Sarah's Circle. Sarah's Circle works with uh, homeless women specifically, and uh, they do a whole number of different things to help them get placement into housing and hopefully find their way out of poverty and homelessness. They will be riding the buses or the trains or staying under the viaducts, anywhere that they can stay hidden and out of sight because staying invisible is crucial. Women who are homeless are three times as likely to be sexually assaulted and twice as likely to develop ongoing PTSD than men. Kathy has always had a, a wonderful mission. You know, what she's doing is important and it's immediately important. So some of these organizations are working with people in crisis. Some of them are trying to deal with a systemic problem and prevent a crisis. Whenever you're an organization that works with people in crisis, that feels immediate. It feels important and it feels um, sad, too. Right. You kind of have to balance the, um, the weight of your mission. Right. June is a young girl, never thought she'd be homeless. She enjoyed school, she loved art, and June had mental illness. When June's mother died, her sole source of support vanished. With the onset of schizophrenia, June became homeless. Kathy has not always had the most energy. While she still stayed in kind of her bracket of, of where she's comfortable energy-wise, she was so different tonight. She was so strong. It was the best version she's done. Hands down. It was so good, but also adding in that aspect of like, listen, even if you can't give me money today, just take one of my business cards and give it to somebody that you see on the street because they can come to us and I can help them. Was amazing. Um, it, the judges loved it. I mean, everybody loved that. Take a Sarah Circle information card, and the next time you see a woman who is homeless, please give her one. Tonight, you can change a woman's life. Thank you. I mean, I love the idea, and when I hear it, I almost tear up uh, when she says it. I am glad that I get to share my thoughts because I was totally amazed by your presentation, Kathy. A few things really struck me. Your rhetorical opening was really engaging. And then as you moved from describing this with urgency, you began talking about June and Betty and Erin. And I thought the seriousness with which you gave their stories really showed your authenticity and your personal passion. And it really made me feel like you are someone who deeply empathizes with them. And then you went through a very scientific approach of here are the reasons, and we're the only ones that are doing this. And you laid out the 1,900 plus that mm -hmm. are still needing your services. And then I love the ask. I think for this style of audience, um, where we're in this group setting, that little ask of $5 is the perfect way to get us hooked and then hopefully take us much further in the long... 500. Uh, 500. <laughs> I, I, uh, I had that down. I, uh, I must not be as, uh, as good at presenting as you are, but you did a, a fabulous job. Next up was Dan Roberts, and of course Dan is with Cirque Esteem. They are the social circus that is working to give youth an opportunity to not only get off the streets, but also work on circus skills. We are the only organization in Chicago that uses circus 
as an innovative social intervention approach to affect positive change in youth. The next two presenters are actually really interesting. We've got Dan. Dan is telling consistently with his pitch the story of actually the organization's program coordinator, Cornell. Cornell decided instead of joining a gang, he joined the circus. Instead of handguns and drug deals, he chose trampolines and handstands. So, of course, the big moment in Dan's pitch is when he goes, I'm honored to have Cornell here with us tonight. Give him applause. We talked about it in our very first episode with last year's winner, True Star Media, and the infamous Jalen moment. Right. I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> Every time he told the story, I was like, why is he telling someone else's story and not talking about himself at all? Right. For sure, the like icing on the cake is he's going to bring Cornell. Right. Do you think it was in this pitch the whole time from the beginning and it was just waiting for the end? To- I 100% think that the plan from the very first day one yeah. was to be like, and Cornell is here with us today. I thought it went over nicely. I don't think it quite had the impact of the Jalen moment. Yeah, I don't think it. Year. I don't think it did either. Um, I think it was really nice that Cornell was there. Absolutely. And I think for them, uh, for the for the team, I think the strategy was was a good strategy. We are here tonight asking for twenty five thousand dollars so that Cornell and I can build an after school program for forty youth at the school that expelled him 15 years ago. We saw the jail moment last year for the first time, and you know that was the first time, so it blew us away. I felt like this time, as you said, it wasn't as wow as maybe we, as, as they were hoping, maybe. Dan, phenomenal presentation. Um, your storytelling, your passion, and, and the stroke of brilliance of bringing Cornell tonight. I, I actually look forward to meeting you, Cornell, after this. Um, it was just a, a really great way to get people passionate about what you're trying to do, and. And, and I love the mission. I think you clarified it. It's about social intervention and getting kids passionate about things that get them off the streets and accelerate their development versus regress it. And it's, uh, it's a great cause. You did a great job presenting it. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of course correcting, the next person, this is very interesting that they went back to back. I really think that there's something fascinating here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamila from Ladies of Virtue was our next pitcher. And... She, of course, Ladies of Virtue, works to um, bring mentorship opportunities mostly to young women of color. And the idea here is that you match someone up with a mentor that looks like you, that has the experiences that you've gone through, at least to some extent. And the importance of having someone to look up to that is representative of who you are. Studies show that adults view black girls as needing less nurturing, less supports, and less comfort. But perception is not reality. Given the conditions I've seen, our girls cannot stand to get less of anything. I think you can feel the importance of a mission like that, even just in in the like two second explanation of it. Jamila is young, she's full of passion, she's really energetic, she came out and I thought just destroyed this pitch. Yeah, I mean, I thought she was incredible. She's always been one of the, my favorites to win. Uh, she's always had that passion on stage, but she—you're right. She just, she just crushed it. I mean, she talked about, uh, she had the content. She talked about over a thousand mentors. She talked about the importance of looking like the girls they serve. She literally got 
an applause break on her stats. 96% gain employment, 100% enrolled in college or the armed forces. Like she had to stop for a second to let the <laughs> applause die down. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, she was. She was on. She she made it specific about Deirdre um, from uh, the University of Missouri uh, and that she's here tonight. Um, I think because we had just seen that the time before, it was... I think she was like, oh, no, you know, it, totally. It I, didn't, it didn't, she was like, I, I think she might as a little bit bummed. It, interestingly, I mean, that was where, like, she, she had me personally connected to her and her organization into that story. And so I wanted that one to be that moment. For some reason, that one really, con- you know, connected with me. And it was just a little off because we had just seen it in the one speech before. It was so interesting. That's exactly why I wanted to talk about this. So Jamila, totally got upstaged by Dan. And I am so proud of Deidre, who is also here today. She has graduated from the university. I think of it as being upstaged, even though neither Dan nor Jamila told me that they felt that way. Like, neither of them was kind of disappointed that they happened to go right after each other. And in Jamila's case, I think she was aware of that and how it wasn't going to how it was going to feel going right after Dan because she said also here tonight is exactly she, she she put the word also in right? so she knew she knew she knew that her her thunder got stolen additional um investigative reporting on on this <laughs> little story uh coming up in in a little bit i found out a little bit more info okay. about this so jalen moments and having your um Having someone else in the room that you point to as mm-hmm. kind of a, a surprise finish, uh, we'll talk about that. But I wrote down the words, I don't know how she snuck up on me. She's going to win. Uh, she ran out of time just barely, and that was the only thing that made me think, like, maybe a judge is going to hold that against her. But, like, holy crap, how could you yeah. knock her out of the running for well, that? So I didn't write it down, and I maybe now that you're saying it, I'm remembering maybe that she ran over by two or three seconds. But you could tell she it was, was so close. You could tell she was in her final sentence, right? As you heard the buzzer. <laughs> I, I would like to point out that a few seconds of her time were taken up by clapping. <laughs> so I think. But for the uh, slight. Um, disappointment of not being the first one to say, and she's also in the room, it was a perfect pitch. Well, thank you for an incredible presentation. I will say the, if there was one word from just this, passion. It jumped off the stage. It grabbed me. I was there with you. And um, and you can see it. And you can see it as you talk about the program, not just the what, but the how. And I think it's po- it's really powerful to hear that model and hear the longevity that's embedded in that model mm-hmm. because it's a, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I loved hearing about the alumni coming back. I loved hearing <laughs> the stories. Um, but I, I, I think what, what really came across to me was, a, was an understanding that mm-hmm. Having someone who looks like you mm-hmm. help you to attain your goals is ridiculously important for mm-hmm. the girls that you serve. And mm-hmm. uh, I was fully inspired. Mm-hmm. Wanted to be Thank part of the you. village. <laughs> Next up is Sandra with Thrive. And we were really excited about Thrive last time. What Thrive does is they are an organization that looks to sort of wrangle all of these other organizations that are working within Chicago and find ways for them to work together so that they're not wasting resources, so that they're putting their time and efforts 
into a sort of collective, thoughtful approach. We are driving real change for Chicago's youth by incentivizing our education organizations to coordinate and collaborate. Huge opportunity. We're all really excited about that idea. Unfortunately, I think it was, it was, it was really sad to see, but you know what, it, it felt to me like one of those Olympic runs where it's just like they fall right at the beginning and you're like, oh, man. So so she, th- the mistake she made after she faltered was she said something about redo or something, which if you've been part of the process, you know there, there's no... There's I mean, no it's redo. a natural question, but you know there's no redo. Yeah. Like, you just keep going, right? Um, to her credit, once she sort of realized, like, oh, that was it. I guess I'll just keep going. She was fierce. I'm asking each of you to give me one name, one leader who's just tired of doing things the same old way, the same old status quo patchwork approach. She finished so well. She finished, I wondered if they gave her more time because she finished with what seemed to be all of her important points exactly on time. Absolutely. After burning probably at least 20 seconds wondering, oh no, what do I do now? Um, when she missed it early on. I was thinking that too, because I was like, oh my God, seconds are flying off this clock as she's trying to remember. And I promise you, if we bring more of these leaders on board, we will build a better education system, not just for one or 10 or even 100 students, but for all of Chicago. Thanks. In that time that she finished, she showed me that we were right she oh, is yeah. that good. Great job, Sandra. Great job. Um, great presence, great courage up there. Well done. And, you know, a few things that really jumped out at me were um, it felt really visionary. So really kind of lifting up, seeing the big picture, focusing on what are we all here to try to do. Yeah. I, I really like that about it. I also like, though, that you were able to break it down and talk about Alberto, mm-hmm. give us kind of a story um, to kind of help us understand that, that student's journey and how Thrive has an impact on that student's journey. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of your presentation style, just really sharp, professional, great energy. Um, okay. It was engaging, so awesome job. Thank well done. You. Thank you. Good job. So our final contestant was Dylan with About Face Theater. About Face Theater is a uh, theater company that is dedicated to not only putting on great entertainment and plays, but also celebrating uh, trans, queer, LGBT folks by uh, empowering actors and writers and also by sort of giving people in those communities a place to to feel safe and seen and secure. By a show of hands, how many of you in this room tonight know that you have work to do in your understanding of gender and sexuality? In terms of Dylan, we had said that they are probably, you know, one of the people to beat compared uh, up there with Mike. That last pitch that we heard was so strong. I think, Jason, you said it. they were your favorite. Um, how did you feel Dylan did in the final round? So I had very high scores for Dylan. Same. Um, I... I, I thought this was a new statistic about 41% attempting suicide. It was. I hadn't heard that. It wasn't and I thought it was before. very effective. Um, totally. And then I think finishing with you are okay just the way you are, or maybe it was part of the ask. I don't know. I really thought it had a sentimental, or it, it, it brought up emotion in me that I thought was really fantastic. Imagine the impact of a place like About Face Theater that says, I see you and you are okay just the way that you are. Um, 
I I will say, you know, this was the last pitch. And so this is a chance to sort of have seen everyone else strategically in a position to to win. Uh, You know, you're the last one out. And I don't know what it was, but I didn't feel like it was the best that I had seen from Dylan. I thought it was really strong. It was it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what you think. I, I just I wasn't I wasn't blown away, and and maybe I was. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I I disagree just a little bit. Dylan got some snaps. They got some woos. They seem to be really engaging the audience. They literally had two different judges tearing up hmm. at the end. Wow. That's something that no one else did. Yeah, I couldn't two see different that. judges yeah. said, I'm, I'm currently, you know, I have tears in my eyes right wow. now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. I was so emotionally engaged by your presentation. I um, feel like when you had that opening asking us all, to really raise our hands if we need to learn. You had me, because I know I do need to learn. And then as you talked about community building and reconsidering our assumptions, I felt like this was part of my own need and how could I contribute. And then as you talked about living out loud, your pride and confidence was totally compelling as a statement that clearly this can be so meaningful for our kids. And when you talked about 41% attempting suicide, and then you said, I see you, and uh, I'm going to cry myself um, as I say <laughs> I this. Um, I, I can't. Uh, but really, I was um, tearing up. And obviously, before you ask for money, that's the perfect uh, place for me to be. <laughs> um, and I want to acknowledge that you asked for $500 of money. <laughs> uh, so uh, truly, that was outstanding and brilliant and profound. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Um, Incredibly powerful, the personal story. You could feel, I felt like I was on the edge of my seat, like with you throughout the whole story. um, You can see it, you just feel it to your core. I was tearing up as well. Um, You know, I think using the theater and the arts is just an incredible way to make a safe place for kids, and it's what you do is incredibly powerful. Um, And I think uh, you can tell that you are fierce and fabulous. And I think everyone needs to become fierce and fabulous. That should be everyone's goal. Fierce and fabulous is how we should end this night. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I did it for the ancestors. Now is the wait. We're waiting to find out. It's dramatic. There's cool music playing under this right now in the final podcast. Um, No. I'm curious what you're thinking at this point. Uh, do you have a top three? Are you leaning one way or another? Where are you uh, as as the, the judges are deliberating? So for me personally, yeah. I have a top three. I've made my judge as an audience member. I, I've made my, my vote as an audience member. I've made my vote as a coach uh, because I'm coaching the coaches. Uh, but uh, you know what I'm mostly doing at that moment is running around uh, to grab uh, a device to be able to tabulate the coaches award because we have a we'd set up I had set up a system for all of the coaches to be able to vote for their top three and then they use a point system to drive who the final award winner would be based on that. Actually, 
What I do love, actually, despite all the um, you know the nervousness that goes in these presentations, is the idea that I get to tell Trinity's story over and over again, right? And for a kid that probably is not, you know, uh, doesn't get to be on stage and doesn't get to tell her story, I feel like I do her justice and I get to be to give her voice, and I love that part. So we had five awards to give out. First up, the two pro bono awards. The pro bono awards are given by different organizations, for-profit business who typically works with organizations for fee, and typically pretty expensive fee. Um, they volunteer to have give of their own time hmm. during the working hours um, to this nonprofit organization to help them in the same way but not charge them. Introducing your first 2018 Fast Pitch Pro Bono Award winner. Mike McGee, Managing Director of Code Now. I believe that there's 10,000 Steve Jobs on the South Side right now. 20,000 Oprah's on the West Side. Talking to Mike afterwards, I think he hadn't thought about how impactful that Pro Bono Award would be, but given that he's pretty effective as a pitcher, he understood that there are lots of ways I can go and get money, mm -hmm. but the fact that I've now been given the opportunity to work with someone who's strategically gonna help me is really cool. And now, your second Pro Bono Award winner. Please welcome... Kathy Ragnar, Executive Director of Sarah Circle. Take a Sarah Circle information card, and the next time you see a woman who is homeless, please give her one. Tonight, you can change a woman's life. Thank you. But she barely had time to take that in because guess who your 2018 Fast Pitch Audience Award winner was? Kathy Ragnar from Team Sarah Circle. I was totally amazed by your presentation, Kathy. That's an example of somebody who went, you know, fourth out of eight. But when it was time to vote, they, you know, everybody in the audience of the 250 people who were there picked overwhelmingly Sarah Circle as the audience award. And so, you know, that's, she brought it. Do you mind if I just ask how you're doing uh, sure. post-pitch? I am doing great. This was so much fun. I love my coaches and it's been a wonderful experience. You could tell afterwards that she was having a good time and yeah. felt good about herself. Yeah. And I, I'm glad it's over. No. <laughs> I've got my wine. I see you've got some wine. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. So, the Coaches Award. This is the person that all the SVP coaches collectively pick as their favorite. This year, the 2018 Coaches Award goes to... Jamila Trimule, CEO of Ladies of Virtue. Given the conditions I've seen, our girls cannot stand to get less of anything. How do you feel? Oh my God, this is amazing. It's been an amazing two months. My coaches were phenomenal. So I went in here already thinking, you know what, I'm a winner because my two coaches have really helped to craft a speech that I'll be able to use for years to come. But to get second place was just phenomenal. I mentioned some uh, investigative reporting. Jamila, she's part of almost like a, a league of, of extraordinary pitchers. So you are, uh, I, I overheard as I was walking around, you're almost like SVP royalty, right? Like you know Halima. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Diana. Diana. Yeah. Um, are you, how close are you with those guys and yeah. like, what, where is this secret uh, training ground where like future pitch machines just come, oh, <laughs> you know, come buzzing out? Basically, she told me she watched the pitches, the previous winners from last year saw the Jalen moment, and Deanna actually 
coached her. She was like, oh, do do like a Deirdre moment, kind of like a Jalen moment. I don't know. There's no magical training ground. It's just being passionate about your work. You know, I think that's one thing. When I think about Halima, when I think about Deanna, they're both passionate about mentoring our youth and ensuring that they succeed you know, regardless of any obstacle. People are taking this competition seriously. They're doing their research and they're looking at other pitches to um, to gain influence. So we'll see what happens next year, like what people are going to do to kind of break us out of the comfort zone yeah, and really I, wow us. I think that's a great point. I think we're, you know, we're now three years in and we've had three great years and all the participants, whether they made it to the finals or not, got so much better. There is something now, maybe we'll forget it by next year, but right now what you just said really resonates with me that mm. if we see a bunch of this same stuff, we're getting a little numb to it. We're not gonna, it's not gonna, maybe it'll hit the judges who've never seen it before well, but for the coaches, for those of us participating, it's starting, we kind of see that process. And so a lot of these skills are really important. We definitely wanna keep teaching those skills, but there's gonna be, you know, what's been fun talking to you about for me has been the, what is the great writing. The, the writing that the, the lines and the manipulation of those words that just get stuck in your head that lead you to remember those organizations forever. And I think we're going to need to see more of that. I think we're going to have to be, it's not just going to be learn how to have the style. It's going to be, you know, figure out what that other ass is going to be that is a business card that you can hand to a homeless woman who so she can change her life. Yeah. You know, those kinds of moments I think are going to have to be, you're going to have to be more creative. So especially if, as you said, they're going and watching all the old pitches mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and try to decide if they could be just like that. And finally, in first place with the Judges Award, introducing the 2018 Fast Pitch Judges Award winner. Nina Smith, um, her coaches were John McMahon and Ann Rogers. The higher language demands of academic and business settings are often not explicitly addressed in high school curricula. We have taught thousands of high schoolers the language skills necessary to engage in academic discussions, self-advocacy, and interviewing. We just want to say a big, huge congratulations to Nina Smith with LEAP. That stands for Learning Empowers All People. You can find out more about them at leapempowers.org. Alex says she pushed you pretty hard. Is that true? What was it like working with her? Of course. She, she I mean, she, sorry, I'm eating while I'm Afterwards, there was plenty of time to reminisce and eat jelly beans. The way Alex expresses care. Um, <laughs> oh no, finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the way Alex expresses care is making sure that you show up as your best self. It always felt like, you know, you're out there and there are a lot of people that are invisible on stage with you, so how are you gonna honor that? What are you gonna do? You know, what, how, are you, how are you gonna show up? Is that something she said? No, I just said that. That's but, super cool. Yeah. Is that, what you, is that how you think about what you're doing? Yeah. I get, um, power is not the right word, but like um, breath from, from, from everything that, all the people that brought me here. You know? Yeah.
So just a couple of last things I wanted to mention um, before we before we say goodbye for uh, for a little while at least. Anybody who wants to hear the the final pitches in full, maybe make their own judgments or um, maybe learn a little bit from some of these great pitchers, you can find recordings, video recordings on svpchicago.org. One last thought for you. Yeah, please. I just, you know, sitting here with you and hearing you reflect, this this is a lot of fun doing this, but sitting here with you, I can't help but remember how much suffering there is in the world. Mm-hmm. And every time I show up to fast pitch, I get hit in the head with the idea. There's a lot of great people out there trying to do this and it's really, really hard and they need help. And I, I really hope that people are listening to this podcast and taking that to, for themselves. Hey, there's something else that I can be doing to help someone out there who's already trying to change the world. If you want to write a check, awesome. But uh, whether it's serving on a board, whether it's serving soup in a bowl, right? There's ways you can have impact that require your time and you have to show up. And every one of these organizations needs more of that. <laughs>